Free Talk Live, and it is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free uh, toll line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, freetalklive.com show is about your calls. We go right into them. Let's talk first with the Gord Captain in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live, the Gord Captain. Hello? Hello, you're on the air. What's on your mind? First off, one quick note. I believe a week ago you criticized people who collected too much. Yes. I'd like to note that that's probably shooting yourself the foot considering I just bought about 200 bucks of used games on Amazon.com a week or so ago. Wait, I mean, Amazon.freetalklive.com. Oh, you're saying that <laughs> that you are a collector and you bought a whole bunch of stuff and that Free Talk Live is profiting from that because you bought it through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Yep. What's well, so- well, I would like to say that if you are going to collect things, please collect them in a way that profits Free Talk Live. <laughs> you can buy a bunch of small small um, price items for that because it was a bunch of well used video games. Mm. Well, I think it's. I mean, I think it's okay to have some collection. I think it's okay to have collections to an extent, maybe and one or t- two things. But uh, but if you got to be very careful, you can't let it get out of control. Otherwise, you become a pack rat. I know, I've just got a massive DVD and video game collection because I never throw any of them out. How and often do you really I think, that, I think that if you buy a video game for the purpose of playing a video game, that that's fine. If you buy a video game for the purpose of possessing that video game and some kind of uh, you know internal thing that in some way you'll be completed once you get that mm-hmm. that video game, yeah. yeah, like that's that's a it's a sickness. So are you hey. buying are you buying to play or are you buying to sit I'm it on buying the shelf? To play. Okay. Um. Just I mentioned, you know, roughly a year or so ago, you were discussing the console wars before most of the seventh generation consoles came out. Yes, PlayStation 3 and, uh, what, Xbox 360, I believe? And the Wii. And the Wii, yes, yes. Just I mentioned, I believe you both predicted the PlayStation 3 was going to win hand over fist. Did we? Uh, yes, you did. We were wrong. Oh, yeah. 10.7 million Wii units sold. Yeah. 8.9 million Xbox 360 Units sold and 4.28 million PlayStation 3 units sold. Wow! So PS3 what's the percentage numbers whooped. on that? I don't know. The numbers the numbers began to drown me there after a little while. Suffice it to say, there's roughly twice as many Wii's that have been sold as a PlayStation 3. Yeah, and the price is about half as much, right? Isn't the PlayStation 3 well, 500 actually, bucks? Here's the interesting thing: the, the PlayStation 3 has been dropped down to around 400 bucks, which is only about 150 more than the Wii, mm-hmm. which hasn't had a price cut at all because they're still selling them as fast as they can make them. Right. And they're making a profit on each one while P- the PS3 is losing money to the point where they're starting to cut features from new models, which is just a self-defeating move. Well, good for Nintendo. I think it's great. Yeah, uh, they I think cut, it's like, great. backward compatibility from the latest version of the PS3. They you know, cut it? Yes. No longer in there. Can't play PS2 games anymore. Oh, what a mistake. Yeah, I figured they could at least cut the Blu-ray drive, which nobody uses anyway, because that's another format that's losing out overall. Is, is, uh, is HD but DVD Blu-ray, Blu-ray is Sony's, though, right? Right. But I'm just saying, you know, it's still a loser move to conclude because it's bumping up the price by a, several hundred dollars in man, at least a hundred dollars or so in manufacturing, and not too many people use it. Hmm. Interesting but, observations. And of course, the other problem is they failed to deliver on a lot of things. You know, they thought they'd have all these great games, and then they started losing exclusive franchises to Microsoft, like and Nintendo, like crazy to the point where they're down to like two or three major ones. You know, this is yet another area where uh, people claim Microsoft is a monopoly. It's very clearly not a monopoly. They aren't even, uh, I mean, they're close to the Wii. What did you say, 8.9 million units sold? But Versus 10.7. Of course, the number, the, Microsoft, Nintendo put out the numbers a bit later, so that it's probably not that far, 
not as far off, but I know they're winning by at least a small amount. Mm. It's very interesting. And so, of course, in the other area, of who would have expected it? At least two games are coming out in the next six months with both Mario and Sonic in the same game. Who would have thought that? No way. Super Smash Bros. Brawl and the great series of fighting games for Nintendo, the crossover ones, has both those characters and Solid Snake, who is traditionally a Sony player. Hmm. Wow, that is amazing. Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario in the same game together. I guess that's because Sega is now doing only software, and so they licensed their character out. And coming out quicker, but looks like it's not going to be too good because, ironically, Sega's developing it. Mario and Sonic go to the Olympic Games 2008, um, which is an official license for the Beijing Olympics 2008. Isn't points for most unwieldy title I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you're saying Sega is making the new Super Smash Brothers game? No, they're making the Olympics one. Um, Smash Brothers is being made by Nintendo and is looking to be all sorts of awesome, especially considering you know, I'm the weirdo who's blogged about 300 hours on the GameCube version. This is one of the uh, one of the more popular Nintendo games, and you, I, I believe it's come out in uh, what was it on Nintendo sixty four, and then they 64 moved it. Sixty four and GameCube were it was the best selling game ever for GameCube, which you know, contrary to popular belief, sold respectably compared to the Xbox. I mean, PS two was far and away the winner. They have fell in place to first place winner Hubris, and thus completely blew this generation. You know, Gord Captain, I'm glad we have somebody out there in our listening audience who's keeping up on the numbers and the statistics and the interesting developments. Oh, I just developments. pulled them up like a gloat on the anniversary because I knew they were winning, but not by how much. Fine job, sir, and thank you for the I update. I predicted this ahead of time. Thanks for the call. Enjoy your used games. We appreciate you buying them through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know, I used to be a video game, uh, a total video game geek, and I... When I hear the Gord Captain getting on the air and telling all those stories, it uh, harkens back to my olden days, and I just don't have time for it these days. It, and the games are they're still a blast. And how cool is that? I mean, back in the early 1990s, it was it was Nintendo versus Sega, Sonic versus Mario in the uh, the world of the marketplace, as far as them trying to sell units and trying to sell uh, trying to sell game systems. Now Sega went out of business. Uh, they, their hardware division went out of business in the late or the early part of this century of uh, this uh, decade. And then they went into only doing software. So they kept putting out Sonic games, but now apparently they've made a deal with Nintendo to put their character in a Nintendo game right next to Mario. Pretty cool. Well, you know, I I find video games interesting, and I I like playing them. I get a new one every month or so. Mm. But, um, you know, when it comes to old collectibles and that kind of thing, I I used to be into uh, Star Wars figures Mm -hmm. when I was uh, younger. And, you know, seeing Star Wars figures now doesn't do anything for me. Makes oh, me uh, yeah. feel silly for having <laughs> spent the money on those little plastic I, I don't feel silly for having played video games. Of course, I stopped doing that when I was 12. Right. 800-259-9231. Uh, you can chime in with whatever's on your mind. And uh, let's go in the meantime to Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live with the NMR. Hello, Paula. Yeah, hi, Hans. I want to call you about, uh, you had a question yesterday about the uh, the real ID thing. Mm-hmm. And this was put through an $82 million military bill, and they said that there was very little debate, very little discussion, mm-hmm. and passed with, with little opposition. And the thing is, too, um, it tells you here about uh, what you're going to have to go through with this, and they said that your information can be downloaded by anybody, including uh, countries that potential terrorists come from. And um, anyway, Jim is uh, you know, with Ron Paul, and he's got 26 states already got this uh, illegal already. Twenty six states to, uh, are uh, are re- re- uh, refusing the real ID. Is that what you're saying? Huh? What are was you that? are you saying that twenty six states are refusing real yeah, ID? Yeah, they've already done legislation on it. Yeah. 
Huh. I didn't realize it had spread that far that fast. Yeah. I mean, we'll take your word for it, Paula, and that's, yeah, that's well, good got, news. I've got his thing right here for him. He sent me a folder. He sent me a whole bunch of them to get out to people. But anyway, um, this thing, too, we just found out that um, uh, there's a movie coming out. We just don't see any. It's going to tell the truth of what we're really doing over there and how we're hurting the people over there. Is that right? We just in don't a, see any about this. Yeah. In Iraq? Yeah. Oh, cool. The whole truth's coming out. And also, Do you know what it's called, Paula? Do you know the name? Huh? Of, do you know the name of the movie? Uh, no, they didn't give the name. Anyway, uh, they if you can, you can probably catch it later. You know, on CNN. Oh, I'm sure we will. But anyway, yeah, CNN uh, plays movies all the time. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> uh, too, we just found out. I don't know if you heard the report or not from the scientists. We're not in global warming. No, we get warming. all of our news from you, Paula. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, we just had a report from coast to coast. All the scientists now are in agreement. We're not in global warming. They said that this thing we went through is happens right before a new ice age starts. Oh, no. They they're going to bring glaciers, back the ice age thing. Yeah, we're starting a new ice age this year. Awesome. And they said All the right. glaciers have already started building. But um, and they said they're the, worried about the food supply. The I way. just saw a news article that said that it's going to be the warmest winter um, in a while. <laughs> nope. They said we're starting the new ice age Mark, this year. She says it's every scientist that yeah, apparently is agreeing on this. All yeah. of them. Every scientist in the world has agreed on this, according they to Paula. The, the scientists that was on said they're all in agreement. That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, Paula, you are just, I don't know what CNN you're the watching, of information. but it's incredible. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it, as always. Yeah. No. <laughs> every scientist, I mean, just in case you actually believe Paula, every scientist doesn't agree on global warming. Some think it's for real, some think no, it's no, not. No, no, she didn't think that, she said that the scientists said the global warming was bunk. Right. Not every scientist agrees on that. That's what I'm trying to point out. Some no such thing as a scientific con- consensus. consensus. Exactly. Um, so you're going to have to make up your own mind. Go look at the evidence, and then even then, you know, what can you really do about it? I think it's the sun, personally. It's all the sun's fault. Mars is, uh, the, the temperature on Mars is rising, too. 259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, including the bulletin board system. We've got over a quarter of a million posts, over 1,700 people interacting. There are serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. So get interactive. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. As we go to the phone, to the fun amplifier line and Kurt in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Kurt. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Super. What's on your mind? Well, the first thing I'd like to do is extend my sincerest congratulations to the Edgington family uh, at their expansion plans. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, my, Mark's, on. Mark's wife is pregnant. Yes, that's that's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank it's you. Little Mark Jr. I don't know if we revealed it was a boy or not. I don't recall. Yes, I did. We you, did. A... You did. He did. Yes. I will, will not anyway. uh, burden them with my name, though. I, I want to talk about, well, actually, two things. The first thing I want to talk about is the AMP program. Okay, sure. Um, I just sent in my quarterly donation for those of you out there like myself who don't like to give up 
the information about your accounts and put them online and this and that. Mm-hmm. I'm able to check in every quarter for my platinum donation. Yeah, some people are kind of iffy about PayPal. They, they're concerned with that sort of thing. They don't really trust uh, secure servers, which we do have a secure server for credit card uh, use. Um, and most people do these things. Most people don't have an issue, but people like you, Kurt, they just want to be a little bit more private. Um, there are people that do send, send in the occasional money order. In your case, I think you actually cut a, a check, so I can see your address yeah. and everything, but... Uh, but uh, well, the- I actually have checks without addresses, but that's no big deal. You know, I mean, I I, I give it to you anyway because I trust you, and not only that, but I'd like for you to get it all. I don't want there to be any PayPal fees. I don't want any of that. I want you to get it all. Well, that's nice, that, and I appreciate that. But it's it. I just want to clarify something. If you're going to join the AMP program, we do prefer uh, sign ups through PayPal or credit card, simply because that way I don't have to stamp a check and you know to actually take the time to do that. Oh, not God that I knows mind. you. You, you not wouldn't that want I to do that work, would you? Not, I, not that I mind. It's just nice to have it all you done, big baby. Well, I, mean, I, can, I can imagine for the three dollars a month that might be something. But when you're platinum, I guess you get a few more. Uh, it is a little more worth it. Yes, and you are a platinum. So what what uh, what else is on your mind tonight? Well, I understand that in, in a couple of days ago, I'm a couple of days behind, but a couple of days ago, a gentleman called up and proposed a fundraising uh, idea for Ron Paul that involved Mark taking his shirt off. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, Mark, so. can you recap that I, um, for those just tuning in? I haven't really kept close attention on this, but um, apparently uh, one of our BBS uh, denizen, denizens are, uh, have decided that they would go ahead and put together a fundraiser where they, if if they got it together a thousand dollars, they would propose to me that I would take off my shirt. You've um, agreed to this. I have agreed to this. I figure, you know, whatever's under my shirt isn't worth a thousand dollars. If it does go to, if that thousand dollars goes to the Ron Paul campaign and that um, Ron Paul wins the Republican nomination, he will certainly win the election after that. And uh, all right, it's worth it to me. So, Kurt, what about it? Well, I'm I'm not. I don't think that I would really. You know, want to see Mark without a shirt, but I figure I'll make it worth your while. If I can give to a good cause like like Ron Paul and make some free talk live listeners happy, I would be willing to pledge two hundred and fifty dollars to see that happen. Wow! Go on the BBS. There's a thread for it, and uh, mention that on there just in case uh, whomever it is. Again, I'm I'm not a member of the BBS thing, but but you know, right here, right now, I'll tell you that is as soon as as soon as that pledge gets to a thousand, I will cut my check for two hundred fifty, and I'll I'll send it straight to you. It's pretty okay. amazing. All right, very good, Kurt. Anything else? Uh, well, just as everybody who isn't amping who thinks that they can, please do. And if you are amping, please up it by a couple of bucks a month. This is important stuff. We need to get out. Thanks, Kurt. Really appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you as we continue with the calls. And go to John in New Hampshire. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks hey. for uh, mentioning the uh, Gulf Stream 2 that crashed uh, Earlier in the week, I, I would have missed that with four tons of cocaine on it. Oh, right. Yes, in the Yucatan. Yeah, that's amazing. This is something that I've been trying to remind people for years, and I'm not normally someone that likes to talk a lot about conspiracy stuff, and I, I know how you, it drives you up a wall with people that want to send everybody researching and mm-hmm. all this. This is not something that takes much research. It happens time after time after time. It happens on a local level from your local cops that you know that are taking graft. The chiefs of police that are taking money for the city through forfeitures on up through the national government. And by the way, the U.N. favors the war on drugs, too. So when you get people flying around the planet with tons of cocaine on their airplanes and they just happen to have been stopped over at, 
Oh, what was it in this case? They stopped by Cuba? Guantanamo Bay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, funny little thing, and then they got that little shop set up down, what was it, in Florida with the police cars outside, the unmarked police? That's correct, a front shop. It, uh, there wasn't actually any business going on there. It was just fake. Yeah, so this is not stuff that takes a lot of research. I mean, it, like I said, it goes on all the time. Back in the 90s, you had some inner city leaders, uh, 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 church leaders uh, from the inner cities that were talking about the CIA dumping drugs into the inner cities. And, of course, everybody said, you know, they're out of their minds. They're crazy. The government would never do that. Yeah. Well, how the hell do you think they're funding all of these wars? This war is on drugs. It is on our backs. The war is all about just this machine that won't stop grinding the people down. Well, John, I think, dropping... you, I, think, I think you're going out on a limb a little bit when you suggest that the uh, the war on that uh, the CIA selling cocaine is funding the war. I don't know if that's necessarily no, 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 the no, case. No, no, not entirely, because clearly we we are taxed up the. Right. It's actually inflation levels. that funds the war. It's actually the printing press, uh, the government fe- uh, central right, bank that funds a, the war. Which is a taxation. But, but the thing is, there, there are all kinds of offshoots where you know they, they don't have official approval, and that's where this money goes for. Right, black it's programs, the, uh, yeah, stuff that's and off and the it's books. Just, you know, this is, like I said, nobody needs to research it. Just, just remember what you remember throughout the past 20 years. You don't need to go online and look up anybody's website to find it all. Right, because none of these guys are ever going to go down for it. I mean, none of the people that did these things 15, 20 years ago are ever going to get in any trouble for the things that they've done. It really doesn't matter what you go and uncover. They'll even be rewarded, is my belief. Sure. Uh, Mark mentioned the other night when you were talking about the story, didn't this go on with the Iran controversy? And, uh, you know, I used to watch that kind of stuff on TV, watch the actual hearings and that. Mm -hmm. I could give you complete details on it, which I won't bore you with. But the guy named Hossenfuss was flying. He was a CIA operative who was believed to have flown guns down to the Contras. He was flying back to Arkansas, which was supposedly some hub. Like the other thing in your uh, conversation the other night, there's some little hub where it doesn't appear to be... A logical place where it would be going on, but it goes on. Clinton was the governor at the time. Um, yeah, there's all uh, kinds of interesting allegations about Bill Clinton and uh, cocaine dealing uh, out of the Mena, Arkansas air- airport. If, Very interesting. If, if there's any type of conspiracy, um, then it would lead me to say, well, no wonder somebody like Clinton becomes president because they know if there are people that are running this thing, they know that Clinton will play ball and his wife will. and. I think that's maybe why Hillary will be the next president. Yeah, interesting uh, points, John, and thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you, as always. Thanks, guys. Good yes, night. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. Thing is, you never know how high the corruption uh, rises through the ranks. There's no way to ever find these things out for sure. We can speculate and speculate and speculate, but what really matters is is drastically reducing the power that these political people have to where it won't matter what they do. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. George Phillies is the right candidate for president, a serious, well-educated candidate who stands for the basic principles of liberty and the basic principles of this nation. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, libertarian for president. I approved of this message. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle, C-A-I, toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where the features are totally free, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Well, um, Sickle, C-A-I, the uh, big sponsor of the show, uh, they do... uh, Collections early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. Now they're hiring. Ooh. Apparently, they, you know they're not. It's nothing unusual for them to hire. Uh, be hiring. They're doing a big expansion. But one thing that uh, Jason, the uh, proprietor of of uh, Sakel, said, well, he'd prefer to uh, hire FTL listeners. Seriously? Yeah. So I don't know if you happen to be in the immediate vicinity of uh, Defiance, Ohio, or willing might to move. Be, might be willing to move for the job. Call up uh, SACL CAI. All you have to do is uh, go to their banner at freetalklive.com, and uh, you can get all the contact information there. So. Looking for a new gig? Perfect opportunity to work for somebody who loves freedom, and uh, yeah. that's why he wants to hire Free Talk Live listeners, because they're more likely to appreciate what liberty's all about. Pretty cool. I, I, I would agree. It's, a, it's nice to have a work environment like that. You don't have to be uh, always bothered by people talking about, oh, the government should do something about that. And you've met this, uh, you've met this Jason character mm-hmm. in person. I have not yet had the opportunity, uh, but... You uh, would how would you say I mean like imagining him as a boss like pretty cool boss he, he seems like he'd be fun to be around I would imagine he'd expect you to do your job sure of course that's about it I mean you know he's a nice guy and uh, fun to be around but you know I would expect that he so, would expect you to do your so, job so is he hiring for like a call center that sort of thing I don't know what he's uh, specifically what his uh, what the you know job yep, description check it out then yeah. All right, so cycle CAI at uh, get the banner, go to the banner at freetalklive.com. Our number is 800-259-9231. On the way, an update on the boot camp story out of Panama City, Florida. If yeah. the boot camp guards went to trial, we'll give you the results. You can probably guess what happened. Uh, first of the phones to the fun. John in Austin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, John. Hello? Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, I, I just, uh, I'd like to say something, but I, I want to... Uh, let me let me finish first, and I'd like to know what you think about it. Okay, sure. Okay, with Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama as the front runners for uh, for the Democratic Party, uh, I I feel that uh, I'd like to know how you feel afterwards that this this uh, presidential election is not going to be based on uh, who has the best views or who who has the most solutions to anything. Uh, what it's going to be based on is who can. It's uh the media is ba- trying to base it on who can be the most uh, different. Hillary being oh well the first woman president, Barack Obama uh, being the first African American president. It's it's just a, a, a kind of like who can be the first. It's not about who can uh, who can really change anything or who who really has the the greater ideas. It's it's almost like a soap opera. Or, or yeah, think, it's like uh, tabloid politics is what it is, uh, and it's been it's been happening for a long time. I mean, back when it was Bill Clinton that was running, it was oh well, he's so young, you know. That's that's what it was for him. And at the yeah, same so time, and I think a lot of the voters, uh, since they watch, you know, uh, the majority of people, uh, we can try to be correct and say they don't, but the majority of people like watching soap operas and like watching TV, like uh, reality TV, and. They buy into this kind of garbage. It's just true. And uh, the thing is, they need you know to just step back and realize, like like a lot of your listeners do, that uh, you know things. This isn't some sort of game. It's <laughs> it's real life and it's reality. And uh, things you know, uh, politicians 
their decisions affect all Americans. And yep. uh, it's not a video game or something. You can't change a channel or anything like that if you don't like the programming on this. It's real life, and uh, they need to stop. Voters need to stop thinking about it as a video game. And oh, wouldn't it be so nice to have a woman president? Wouldn't it be so nice to have an African American president? Uh, you know, I wouldn't think it that'd be, be nice? Kind of it'd be great to have one of those thing, as long as they believed in uh, America's, uh, you know, Americans' liberties. But and, they don't. Uh, they don't. They they believe that you are slaves of the state. Yeah, and, and I, I feel personally that Hil- Hillary Clinton is probably the the worst out of both of them, but that's just my opinion. It's a toss-up. I mean, what's really what's the fundamental difference between these people? Right, they're all rushing to see how much of your of your money they can give away to people, whether it's socialized medicine or uh, you know this uh, you know five thousand dollars to every uh, child out there. They're all rushing to see how much money they can give away. The only uh, the only. There was a couple of candidates on the Democratic side that are breaking ranks to some extent, like uh, Mike Gravel, for instance. He's good on the war on drugs, but otherwise he's just another socialist. Uh, and uh, the only real outstanding candidate on both sides of the aisle is Ron Paul, uh, the only person who actually has any sort of concept about of what liberty is all about. And that's that's a good point. That's another thing I was going to bring up is Ron Paul, in my opinion, is, is the, the best candidate – uh, doesn't matter what party it is for presidency. And also, another thing that I was going to bring up is everyone is crying now for since Al Gore won the Nobel Peace Prize. Everyone's crying for him to run as president. But the thing is, they had their chance to vote for him and they they pissed it away. And now now everybody's crying about it. I'm I, you know fine with me if Al Gore runs for president. Uh, you know it, yeah, whatever. <laughs> any of the any of the Democrats really don't matter to me because I think that they're irrelevant. If Ron Paul wins the Republican nomination, he'll win the election. Absolutely. It's really the issue is whether or not he'll win the um the the nomination. I think that Ron Paul will eat, beat any of the Democrats out there. The question is, can he get through the Republican uh, nomination process? And, the Republicans, and that's the hardest part. Right. That is very difficult. And by the way, thank you for the call. Uh, we really appreciate it, John. The, the Republicans are doing everything they can. The people who are in the system, the people who are locked into the party, the party partisans, doing everything they can to keep Ron Paul out, yeah. uh, to, uh, to harass his supporters. I was sent a link to two videos on YouTube today that I, th- I believe they were just posted today. And it was from, I think, Pinellas County, Florida. There was a guy who put Ron Paul signs up on his fence, on his personal property, mm-hmm. his fence. He put Ron Paul signs up, and somebody came down and stole the signs. So he put some more signs back up, sort of similar to what you've had happen to me in my yard. Uh, he put signs back up, and then the next couple days, couple days later, he comes out, uh, comes up to his front door after he got off work. And there was a notice there from the county, uh, the county Pinellas County, that said that uh, we're going to fine you a thousand dollars a day if you keep these signs up on your fence. And it wasn't just him. There was another young lady, also I believe in Pinellas County, who had put Ron Paul signs, you know, yard sign size signs, on her truck, and she was you know, driving around, tooling around town with the Ron Paul signs on her truck. Right. There's a guy here in New Hampshire that's got a four by eight sign, four feet by eight feet on his truck, mm-hmm. uh, and he hasn't had any trouble. But down in Pinellas County, apparently, that's also a finable offense. Having signs on your truck. Well, who knows whether it is or not? They just said it was. Right. They're, well, they're claiming it is, and they're claiming they're going to fine this young lady a thousand dollars a day if she keeps the Ron Paul signs on her truck. Now, the guy who posted the signs up in his yard, who posted them on his fence, he was asked by the uh, the gentleman who was doing the interview. Well, you know, have you ever put signs up before? Oh, yeah, yeah. I put signs up for the sheriff a few years ago. put mm. signs up for city council a few years ago. There, 
No problems back then. Nobody told him to take those signs down then. And and you know how politics can be. Politics is a nasty game. People get as nasty as they can be when it comes to politics. And and, uh, local elections can get nasty and dirty. So why didn't they bug him then? Why didn't they go after him two years ago or four years ago when he was supporting someone for sheriff or city council? How come all of a sudden now he gets heat when he's supporting Ron Paul for president? I mean, there's just all kinds of nasty things that are going on. They're trying to shut the Ron Paul revolution down. CNBC pulling its poll off of their website earlier this week. As you know, uh, as you're probably aware, Ron Paul was in the CNBC debate where he performed well, considering he only had five minutes to speak uh, up on stage compared to the 14 minutes some of the other candidates got. But uh, CNBC put up a web poll, and Ron Paul got over 75% of the votes. So CNBC retracted its poll claiming that, oh, we've been hacked, or we've been targeted by these Ron Paul activists. Look, you put up an Internet poll. It's not scientific. You mentioned that it's not scientific. Why don't you just let it get get the results it's going to get? Well, it I, I don't have as big of a problem with CNBC pulling down its poll as I do about Pine- Pinellas County going after uh, some people that want to put yard signs in their oh, own yard. Oh, that's yards. even worse. Yeah, of it's, course. it's ridiculous. Um, it, I should be able to put a yard sign for a, any political figure I want. I mean, it's, as far as I'm concerned, that's the the very basis of the First uh, Amendment. I mean, even if well, I can't speak dead. about it's whatever I want, I should be able to speak about which politician I want to see elected. You'd think, but that's gone now, apparently, in this country, at least in Pinellas County. And who knows where else this is happening across the country as uh, the establishment, the people in power, continue to, tr- uh, to try to shut down Ron Paul supporters. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Uh, we had a Kurt in Michigan call in earlier uh, mentioning the AMP program. There are a variety of ways to get signed up, PayPal, credit cards, and some other options as well. But what what we're doing is we're asking you to contribute $3 a month towards helping promote Free Talk Live, to helping get the show on more stations across the country. Because if you think what we're doing on Free Talk Live is valuable as far as uh, in the world of talk radio, as far as spreading the message of freedom and liberty, if you think that's valuable and you think it's worth 3 bucks a month, then go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only chat room and forum, and more. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. And I've got to say, it really makes a big difference. Uh, it's just 3 bucks a month to you, but to us, it totals up, after we've got hundreds of people doing 3 bucks a month, it totals up to a couple thousand bucks. And, and that means that we can buy... Things that we weren't able to buy before, like uh, half-page ads and Talkers Magazine and go to industry conventions and uh, all kinds of things that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com and get involved. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Eric in Michigan. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? I'd like to start off by telling you that I've decided to come out in favor of Ron Paul publicly. Wow. Excellent. I know you were sort of, to- it was a toss-up there for you for a little while between Ron Paul and one of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what, I guess, what swung you in this direction? Uh, kind of a cost-benefit analysis. Uh, Obama dropped from the Michigan campaign because we moved up our primary. So now we don't have Obama, Richardson, or uh, Edwards. So the only choice really is Hillary. She's the only one that's going to win. So he couldn't even get on the, the primary ballot? Is that he what you chose said? not to because the Democratic Party told everybody, hey, Michigan, if you move up your primary, we're going to screw you over. And we moved it up anyway, so lo and behold, they screwed us over. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, so uh, I couldn't vote for him even if I wanted to, and I figure I might as well help out Ron Paul if I'm 
you know, not going to do any good on the Democrat side. Now, are you re- how are you registered to vote? What's your uh, the party? Apparently, uh, in Michigan, you don't have to deal with any of that. All you do is you request either a Republican or a Democrat uh, Democratic ballot when you go to vote at the primaries. They hand it to you, and that's the only one you can get. So, so you don't you have to be so you don't have to be under, registered as undeclared to do that. No, no, not as far as I understand. Okay, all right, yeah. cool. And also, I saw a short clip. I'm certain I've seen it before, but he said, you know, how many troops do we have to lose in Iraq to save face? And that was a pretty poignant point. So he's a, he's a great guy. He's uh, principled. He's consistent, and that's something that you're just not going to get from any other candidate in this race. I think meeting was also, you know, that contributed to that as well. You met him but, in uh, person. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, he's a cool. Very nice grandfatherly figure. There's a debate on the forums right now, and uh, there's always guy, a debate on the forums at BBS <laughs> uh, BBS.freetalklive.com. Well, we're debating whether or not the free market exists in in, uh, in the world today. One guy's arguing that we don't have the free market because government exists. I'm arguing that the free market acts regardless of government intervention in almost agree. every case. It is true. The marketplace is such a powerful, uh, such a powerful force in the world that it essentially the government tries to put up roadblocks in front of the marketplace, and the marketplace is like a like a powerful river just right. flows around. A river them. is the best is is a great example because it's unstoppable. Even even though you put a dam up, or you put something in the middle of the river, or you put a dock out in the middle of the river. I don't think we have too many dams in the world, but in the United States, we've got lots of docks out there that are impeding the flow of the river, um, and the river will still find a way. Yeah, it, it's shored in by some uh, seawalls and that kind of thing, so I don't know. I mean, I guess both of you are right in a way. Yeah, whether or not it's free is more of an argument over semantics, I think, than anything else. It's uh, it's a restricted market um, by the actions of those who call themselves government, and it certainly could be less restricted and, and more free, uh, but the marketplace is um, it's it's quite a powerful force, so I well, agree with you to that extent. All right, cool. Uh, the debate is that GM has started putting these OnStar things in their cars, which allows, apparently, this is a new feature, Cops to turn off your car as you're driving. So if someone starts stealing your car, they just hit a button and it slows down and eventually stops. Yikes! And so yeah, the one guy was arguing that you know this is fascism, this is uh, corporatism, the mercantilism, what have you. And I said no, I, I don't think that's true. I think this is the market in action, or it's going to be the market in action in any case, because no one's forcing GM to put this in your in their car. Right. Even, I don't have to buy their is, products. Exactly. And even if it is in conjunction with the government, like if the police can use it, they're still not being forced by the government. So therefore, if you don't like it. Don't buy GM cars, and it'll sort itself out. Absolutely. With you on 100% on that one, Eric. And one last comment on Ron Paul. I'd like to encourage anyone in Michigan, uh, this is what I'm doing. If you have friends that are Democrats, we all need to realize that Hillary's going to win regardless of what we do. So vote for Ron Paul. There you right. go. And, and, Thanks, you know, Eric. This is what I tell Democrats, uh, but this is what I told my wife, and this is what I told a couple of Democrats up to this point, is... Look, wouldn't you rather your choice be, um, you know, come November the 6th, 2008, wouldn't you rather your choice be between... Ron Paul and whatever Democrat comes along, rather than say Giuliani or Romney right. or if one a of Republican these. Is going, it's, if a Republican is going to win the 2008 election, who would you prefer it to be? Well, who says that? I mean, wouldn't you just rather the uh, the choice that you be um, you have, you know, be, between the two? I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, if if you're gonna if a Republican's gonna win, pick the Republican you like the least because you'll vote for any Democrat that's out there anyway. Pick the Republican you like the most. Right, I'm sorry, the Republican you like the most, because you'll vote for any Democrat anyway. 800-259. Eric, thank you for the call. 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Devin in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Devin? Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, You are talking about Ron Paul earlier, Mm -hmm. and I think that um, Barack Obama has a better shot than Ron Paul. Okay. Why? Because uh, 
You know how the guy earlier said that um, it was between a woman or an African-American? Mm-hmm. I think that the African-American would have a better chance of winning because he has uh, more race in his background. He has more race? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Well, you see... Um, You're not going to say something bigoted, are you? What? You're not going to say something bigoted, are you? Just let him say what he's going to say. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Just let me talk here. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, what I'm trying to say is I think that the elephant... Like the cock in the Thanks mouth. for the call. 800-259-9231. Look, you know, farm animals, it's a lot of fun, but we've got to talk about serious issues here. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Spooner in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Spooner. Yeah, I just want to get a chance to clarify the point of my call the other day. I just cut the end of the guy who was talking about Mina, Arkansas, and he, and you were saying that was interesting. And my point wasn't to even get into any grand conspiracies or anything like that. Like no one remembers what your about. call was, though. So people are just tuning in right now. What well, are you I heard him to? refer to it. I heard him. Re- I caught the end of his call, and he referred to my call, which was about the sorts of hubs or whatever you want to call them, or CIA. Okay, yeah, you're right. One person out of the hundreds of thousands that are listening knows what the hell you're talking about. Please recap. I'm recapping. Uh, I'm, the guy who just called, I caught the end of his call, mm-hmm. referred to a call from two days ago where I, where I talked about the cocaine plane uh, crash story. Gotcha. And I said, the guy that wrote that story has written a lot of interesting stories about things that go on in Venice, Florida. My point of talking about the interesting stories of Venice, Florida wasn't that to bring about a big grand connection of these stories, but just to point out that they're interesting all in their own right, individually, as the one story that you found interesting and read. Although it is interesting to put them together, as the guy did that just called recently, like 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. John. And say, uh, yeah, John from New Hampshire, I think it was. So um, so the, the, my point was very limited, but since you did, I, I tried to disarm you by saying that, uh, by bringing up the conspiracy word, and you kind of knee-jerked into talking about reptiles and stuff. There's just a lot of interesting stories in Venice that, on their own right, are very interesting. Um, for instance, you could have been bumping uh, elbows with the girlfriend of the uh, the stripper girlfriend of one of the hijackers, you know, just by living in Venice um, or in Sarasota where she worked, things like that. But, you know, there, speaking of big conspiracies, though, there is a tradition in libertarian history of looking at, at events, not in the standard way, in a revisionist kind of way. And, for instance, on Rockwell, they've been running these stories by Rothbard about H.L. Mencken and how he looked and talked about Harding being a a stooge of the uh, Standard Oil and the Morgan Bank being behind England in World War I and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So there is a tradition of looking behind the, the regular media stories at what's really going on behind the scenes. So you shouldn't have a knee jerk reaction when people do start talking about some conspiracies but um so the point of my call the other day was just to uh point you to those really interesting stories in venice yeah okay and i didn't go and look at them because i don't care well okay that's fine but um but you did find the uh the story about me in arkansas oh i was just mentioning and i i mentioned that because i heard the story a decade ago Mm -hmm. at this point it's irrelevant okay but you just you thought it was interesting with, with John from New Hampshire. 
Yeah, I mentioned that I thought it was interesting because I thought it was interesting when I heard it, which was 15 Mm -hmm. years ago. Thanks for the call, Spooner. 800-259-9231. I mean, there's all kinds of intriguing drug war stories out there. There are. All kinds of interesting uh, corruption stories and allegations behind the scenes. Uh, there There are ones that are currently going on today that I've mentioned on this show before. It's neat to talk about. But it's one of those things where you can't really do anything, like where the sheriff of a certain county in Florida is one of the biggest drug dealers in the county. You know, interesting point. Everybody in the everybody in the underworld there knows it, but there's nothing you can do. He's the sheriff. So, 800-259-9231. If you try to do something, then he might come after you. Or he'll send his goons after you. Hour two's coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Rolling right into the phone calls to Brian in Colorado. You're on the amp line. Hello, Brian. Hey, everybody. Uh, A couple weeks ago, you were talking about... uh, uh, hiring people as contractors instead of as employees. That way, uh, uh, you don't have to deal with all the withholding, all the Social Security. That's up to them. That's what. That's as I understood it. Yeah. Well, that that, that actually uh, works. Um, there are some problems, though. There are some things you need to be aware of legally in, in order to pull that off. Okay. Uh, I've wondered uh, about I, this. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I've gone. I just went through this um, uh, not too long ago. Uh, I've got one employee left. The rest are all contractors because of this. Um, and, and the only reason that one employee is there is because he just wants to do it that way, and that's cool with me. Hmm, okay. But uh, w- what it is, if, if you say, okay, you, let's say you have, you have an employee, and you're doing all the, all the paperwork for them, all the taxes, you're withholding all that stuff that the government makes you do, uh, and then one day you say, hey, guess what? Uh, I, I was paying you $50,000 before you were getting, you know, 30000 of that because the government was taking the rest. Right. I'm going to give you fifty from now on, and you are now a contractor. Well, everybody likes that idea. You know, of course, now that person's responsible for uh, filing their taxes or whatever, but you're not responsible anymore. The problem is, and, and it varies from state to state, and there are also some federal laws on this, if it walks like an employee and it talks like an employee, it is an employee no matter what you say it is. I don't understand. Well, uh, an, an employee, you can say, uh, you've got to be here at, at 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you can leave at 5 o'clock, you know, within our policy manual. Hmm. Um, this is how you get. You need to get your job done. You know, when the when the thing's over the you know in your inbox, you got to fill it out and send it over to that person. So it's it's uh, telling the employee when to show up, um, uh, having other kind of policies like that, and telling them how to do their job. That's an employee. So wait, you're saying that contractors say, can't have responsibilities? They can. Have, you have to be very careful though. You have, you have to you have to put in the contract. With, you, you have to have a contract. You can't just say you're now a contractor. Mm. You have to have a contract, and in there. You know, it's just it, it, it's worth hiring a lawyer for you know an hour and a half or something, yeah. just to to get all this stuff. Make sure you're 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 all legal uh, once the uh, you know the IRS or the state uh, taxation board comes down on you. Mm-hmm. So basically, so, you, know, you can say your your, your job is to uh, you know your job is to is to dig a hole right there. A contractor, you'd say you know do it. Uh, I got to have it by four. Uh, where if you say I want you to take that backhoe, I want you to you know pull it up like that. If if there's a whole bunch of different ways to do it. 
then the contractor has to figure that out. But if there's a way that you have to – like I say, it's kind of tricky – uh, depending on the kind of job it is. But, but if you but need to specify something, if you need to specify something, you put it in the contract. Like you know, uh, well, you can contract with me, but you have to be here every single day at eight o'clock. You put that in the contract. Uh, you, you can say um, uh, again. Yeah, you, 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 not really, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you can't because because that that is you know you give a contractor a job to do. Uh, you give an employee. Uh, a, a a a place to to do their their business. I, there there is a difference a, a difference mm-hmm. in there. So basically, if the job is to take this pile of papers and move from here to there, uh, uh, that's the job. That's in the contract. That's what they have to do. They can do whatever they want. But now you could say, I have to have this pile of papers here. You know, started at eight o'clock because of some other business reason, and then you could probably get away with it. You know, like, like I say, that there's a lot of laws involved in here, and it's right. all wishy-washy, and it's all interpreted by whoever, whatever government wants to, you know, sure. uh, bring you down. But nonetheless, you say it is something that has worked well for you and your business. Um, you've converted all your empo- most all of your employees over to this system. You've converted yeah, them right. into and contractors. Now, instead of the government going after me for not withholding all this stuff, they have to go after you know 20 people. And it makes your job easier too. I mean, because uh, <laughs> yes. you don't have to go through all that nonsense anymore of their paperwork. Exactly. Very cool, Brian. Anything else? Well, my, uh, my I met with my surgeon yesterday, and he said I can walk. Can you walk, or is he, this is what he's saying? <laughs> I, he says I may walk. <laughs> no, I, I have no muscles, so I, I'll start the physical therapy uh, next Tuesday. Fantastic. Good luck with so that. I'll, get, I'll give him a green light. Hope to see you up here by the Liberty Forum if all goes well. We'll be there. Take it easy, Brian. Thanks. Bye. 800-259-9231. Now, uh, that's good advice. I mean, for somebody that that has an existing business with an existing role of employees that, you know, you're just tired of filling out all this government paperwork, shift them over, convert them into contractors, and as he said, make sure you got your bases covered, your T's crossed, your I's dotted, hire a lawyer to make sure that, you know, you can get all that done the correct way, and that's going to help you out. It's going to help your employees out, because they're going to get to take home every single uh, dollar that they earn. It's yeah, going to help you but out. But if you, if you do file at the end of the year a 1099 on each of these employees, then they're responsible for their um, wages, you know, paying that in any, anyway. Well, it's the employee's responsibility instead of yours. Mm-hmm. So it's better, because then the employee can decide for themselves, nah. It's not my responsibility. These strangers, it's funny, there's a strange group of people calling themselves the IRS that sent me a demand this year. You know what? I don't know who these people are. I'm not going to send them any money. So then the employee, uh, the employee, or rather the contractor, uh, can decide that for themselves. We've heard that 63 million people don't pay their taxes. I, I don't mean, think they should. It, it's diffi- it would be a difficult number to quantify. The IRS certainly isn't going to give out that information. Right. Now, if you can't do business under the table, then this seems to be a good way to do it. Of course, I would recommend trying to avoid any sort of uh, dealings with the government. But then again, a lot of people, they, they have to live in a certain world where that is something that must be done. In fact, it to- sort of ties into a story I wanted to get into, uh, and maybe we will here in a moment, about a little bit of drama that has erupted here in the Free State, here in New, uh, New Hampshire, what will soon be, hopefully, the Free State, uh, amongst Free Staters. We'll get into that here in a little bit, but first uh, we'll go to Bill in Wisconsin. Maybe it's Billy. Billy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, one quick question. Yes. Can you piss in my ass? Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Maybe our board operators have been slacking off on the uh, the call screening. We well, have to you know, reinstitute. For quite some time there, we weren't having any problems with that. So, 
Yep. They're going to have to crack down again. 800-259-9231. And I guess we're going to have to stay cracked down because they, uh, they're now coming back on us here. Uh, you know what? I don't have a problem with free speech. It's not that I want to shut down anybody's free speech or anything like that. It's just that the FCC has a problem with and it. Good, good jokes. And, uh, we're all for that. Right. That yeah. wasn't a good joke. That no. was just... That was just filth. Yeah. That's all that was. And uh, the FCC has a problem with it, and that means that my radio stations are going to have a problem with it, too. So that stuff is just its just not something that can go on the air. 800-259-9231. Uh, so here's the story, Mark. You were here last night when I got a phone call, and there was some drama that was erupting over a situation that developed because of uh, Dave Ridley here in New Hampshire. He's Dave in New Hampshire, calls in from time to time, and he gives us updates on some of the, the activism things he's doing. Well, one of the things he's doing now is he's, um, he's a professional videographer. He's worked mm-hmm. for news, cha- uh, news stations, and he's, you know, he's, pay- he's been paid to do this sort of work, and now he's just doing it on his own. He's going around, he's filming what some of the activists are doing here in New Hampshire. And he's doing a great job. Uh, it's over at YouTube. It's called The Ridley Report. So if you just look for Ridley Report, uh, it should come up. And he's, he's adding new things almost every single day. He'll go around and just shoot different things that are going on. Very, very useful, very neat thing, neat service that he's providing uh, to people who are in the state as well as people who are outside of the state and want to get a window into what's happening here in New Hampshire. Well, one of his first stories on the Ridley Report was all about Murphy's Tap Room, which is a free uh, free stater-owned bar, Mm -hmm. a pub, if you will, in the Manchester area. They serve food and they have beer. It's good food. Uh, They may have liquor, I don't know. Yeah, I think they've got a liquor license. I don't drink, Uh, you know, usually liquor so but we went there and the, the food was very good and mm-hmm. and it is a uh, free stater owned which means naturally it's going to attract free staters as far as patrons and so a number of free staters uh, gather there on a weekly basis if not more often friday nights i believe and tuesday nights as well and if you've got free staters hanging around it's inevitable that some of them are going to have uh, guns on them they're going to be open carrying firearms because here in new hampshire that is legal Open carry, and it's legal in a handful of other states as well, I believe. But you can um, you can just have a firearm strapped to your leg or strapped to your hip or whatever, and carry it around, no problem. So Dave, he did a story about how that uh, Murphy's Tap Room used to be a different club. It used to be like you know a club called Orbit or something like that, some club where they had metal detectors at the doors and bouncers, and there was always there's open trouble. heart surgery every Saturday night. I don't know what that means. Open heart surgery. Somebody gets cut out. Oh, somebody gets okay. I, maybe it's a little joke. It was a violent club. There was a trouble. It was a trouble club, and uh, so the the point of the story was to juxtapose what the old club was like with what Murphy's Tap Room is like. Now that you've got these free staters there, openly carrying weapons, in that there is no violence happening. We'll tell you the rest of the story here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. That's Ian. Uh, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are for free. Live streams are there. We've got all kinds of uh, neat features on the website, and we give them all away to you for free at freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. So I was telling a little story about a situation that developed yesterday afternoon. I got a phone call. Uh, actually, there was 
there was a message that was posted online about how the guy that owns Murphy's Taproom in Manchester, New Hampshire, a Free State Project. Uh, he's a he's an early mover from the Free State Project, or a, a part. Of, he's part of the Free State Project. He's opened his own business, and uh, it's a it's a pub. And and uh, by the way, I had the uh, shepherd's pie there when we went. It was excellent. I had the burger, and it was uh, it was also excellent. And so apparently what happened was Dave Ridley, another Free State Project activist, had filmed... And a, another early mover. Right. Had filmed a very nice package, very a very nice little news package, and po- posted it up on YouTube about how this new pub, Murphy's, is so much safer than the old pub that used to occupy the same building in the past. The old pub was a trouble pub. They uh, didn't allow anybody with weapons in. They, sh- you know, b- bouncers shaking people down at the door, that sort of thing. But yet, despite the fact that the bouncers were shaking people down at the door, the club still had tremendous amount of violence and a tremendous amount of incidents. And so he was juxtaposing the old club versus the new uh, the new Murphy's Taproom Pub mm-hmm. and pointing out that so far, Murphy's has been open for several months. There hasn't been one incident of violence. And maybe it's because there are so many Free State Project members that are open carrying firearms there. So he got, I don't think that hurts, but I also think that different kinds of clubs attract different kinds of patrons. Nonetheless, uh, you know, the, his point was made, and it was very good. It was a nice little package. It was very, I thought it was very good publicity for Murphy's Tap Room, uh, but unfortunately, some people disagreed. And apparently the owner of Murphy's Tap Room started getting phone calls and started getting emails from people. As more and more people were seeing this video on YouTube... Inevitably, it crossed the desks of some busybodies. It crossed the desks of some anti-gun zealots that might that uh, might happen to live in the Manchester area. I guess they turned it over to some bureaucrats who might have power, like uh, the Liquor Commission, mm-hmm. might have power over this particular uh, this company, and, and whether and, or not know, they can do business. I, I can just ima- I can just hear the rest of the story. You know the. Uh the, the, the Liquor Commission says, we can't have guns and alcohol mixing. This would make for a terrible situation. People could get hurt like they were at the old club. Right. When With guns went al- and alcohol were mixing. But guns weren't being worn out um, you know, in the open. People were carrying little 380s. You know, the, the bad folks were carrying little 380s hit, tucked away. And when they uh, would get drunk and upset, they'd probably shoot at each other or stick each other with knives or yeah. beat each other up in the parking lot and that kind of thing. The fact is... Um, you know, the, they're not looking at the situation at all. What they're doing is they're saying, guns are bad. Yep. And that's it. I mean, the fact is, Murphy's Tap Room has no problems. Or nope. Not, not very yet. many. If, I don't know if they had any problems, and it's unlikely. None, none that so far. No violent incidents. Wow. Yet. To have a bar and not have any violent incidents is amazing. But, you know, and the other place did, and it just goes to show that, it doesn't matter how well you act as long you got to you got to follow the rules. We don't care if there's violence at your club. You just can't have people with guns on their hips. So so this is when the controversy uh, controversy started to develop. Before the phone call started coming into the owner of Murphy's whose name is Murphy, uh Keith Murphy. Before the phone call started coming into him, everything was fine. Um everyone thought this video was great. Everyone was very positive about the video and then all of a sudden Keith Murphy starts to kind of freak out because he's you know, concerned about his livelihood. He's concerned about his business being probably his down. investment. I mean, you, sure. you put your you put everything into a business. Most people don't go in saying, "Oh, I think I'll put twenty percent of my, uh, my my 
you know, net worth into a business and, right. uh, you know, let somebody else manage it. No, I mean, you put every, pretty much everything you've got into buying a business. You hawk everything else. You try to get a whole bunch of loans. Finally, you have enough money to, um, together to, to start something up that sure. you, you're hoping and praying pays you um, for the rest of your life. So I totally understand where he's coming from uh, mm-hmm. on being concerned. And so he was trying to get in touch with Dave to try to get him to take the videos down from YouTube. Because? Because he just didn't want them up there um, for these bureaucrats to use against him or whatever his concern was. He didn't want any more people seeing these videos. Okay. Dave, so was he going to institute a no-gun rule then? He was threatening to. He threatened to institute a no-gun rule if the videos didn't come down. Now, Dave Ridley at that time was incommunicado. He was out and about. He was His cell phone wasn't working. Yeah. He wasn't near an internet connection. So Sometimes that happens. Right. So he didn't know anybody was looking for him. Sure. And I happen to have access to one of his accounts. I went in, removed the video, just because I didn't want the, there to be a no-gun policy at this tap room, because... I knew that would be a bad thing. And so I, I took the liberty of removing one of the videos from his account, but he had it, he had the same video on another account, which I didn't have access to. So, again, it came back down to them being able to get in touch with Dave. And they weren't. And so people started flipping out. Uh, they started, uh, I guess, they were just presuming things about Dave. Like, why isn't he taking this video down? Why isn't he removing this video right away? And, you know, he hadn't come on the Internet or anything to defend himself as to why he wasn't doing these things. My so. assumption would be that he... That was my assumption when I heard about the, the situation was that he's... You know, Busy. Yeah, you doing just, something. You don't, don't know. I mean... Not everybody can be online 24 hours a day. Right. And if you can be online 24 hours a day, then, you know, you've got... Uh, you need is- you've got issues. So people were sniping back and forth at one another. And, of course, eventually, Dave got online and took the video down as he said he was going to. Unfortunately, by... Well, hold on. Did he say that he was going to take the video down previously and hadn't taken it down? No, excuse me. He didn't. Okay. But uh, he did get sure. online and do as was requested. I see. Unfortunately, by that time... Somebody had copied the video, an anti-free state, somebody in the anti-free state faction, somebody who does not like the idea of these liberty-loving people coming to the Is there any guarantee that the video was copied in the time between, um, you know, the, the first request to take the video down and the time that they I, I don't actually know. took I haven't, it I haven't took, actually looked. Took down? But there's, no, there's no guarantee at all. Well, anyway, the video was copied to another account. The, the account's name is Free Staters Go Home, okay? So it's mm-hmm. very obvious uh, what sort of people we're dealing with here. And, of course, you know, now he's continuing to be upset that his uh, his business is on the line. And, and there are some people that are blaming Dave for this. Like, oh, Dave, you should have done this. You know, you're putting – how dare you do this? You're putting his business on the line. And, and that is where I really have to vehemently disagree. Uh, first of all, number one – this business, Murphy's Tap Room, this free stater-owned pub, was on the line from day number one. You have to understand something. All business is risk, right? You're taking sure. a risk. You're putting your assets on the line. You're putting an investment on the line. You could lose it. You could lose it all and go broke. So everybody who's in business knows they're taking risks. Sure, but who needs added risk in your business? Well, he, uh, the, the owners and investors of Murphy's Tap Room chose on their own to add risk to their equation, by getting involved in a uh, business that requires the approval of unaccountable government bureaucrats. See, it's one thing to go into business for yourself and just do a business. It's another thing to, to ask the government for a license to do business. Because when they hold that license, they hold your livelihood. And so not only were they taking a risk doing business, they were doubling or tripling or quadrupling their risk by getting a license from the government. Now, I understand that's what they had to do right. in order to Right, if you want to have a bar, business. which sounds like a fun business to own, and a lot of people have the dream of owning a, a little pub and um, enjoying that right. kind of lifestyle, 
but but to blame to, da- d- to blame Dave Ridley for bringing the heat is uh, I think unfair. Uh, you're a Free State Project member. You've opened the first Free Stater-owned bar in New Hampshire. Now that you didn't say that Keith brought the heat. You said that some other people did. Some people are claiming that Dave Ridley is at fault here okay. for filming this package in the first place. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us including the wiki. We've got over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. You can get interactive over at wiki.freetalklive.com. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. It's like the listener-editable version of our website, wiki.freetalklive.com. And are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D2Z.org proposes that day is near. Go to D2Z.org and learn how to survive and thrive during the U.S. dollar crisis. D2Z.org. The Free State Project is a group of uh, 20,000 liberty-loving individuals who are all moving to New Hampshire in order to establish, well, get more freedom in our lifetimes, uh, to make a stand for liberty. And it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful concept. Mark, you and I are, are early movers. We've moved here to New Hampshire sooner rather than later, and a lot of people are doing that. But in, uh, in a group of 20,000 people, or even in a group of a couple hundred people, you're going to have people that disagree um, on things. In fact, oh, yeah. between you and I, we disagree on things. Yes, uh, one thing that, often. The, the one thing that binds us all together is that we want less government in our lives. Right. And that's the direction we're all moving towards. But inevitably, there are going to be some spats, there are going to be some arguments, there are going to be some disagreements. And that's what we're discussing right now, a little bit of free state drama, if you will. Uh, there, there was a video that was produced by a free stater showing that a free stater-owned pub in Manchester, New Hampshire, was allowing patrons to come in with guns on their hips, open-carrying firearms. Now, in New Hampshire, it's legal to carry a firearm this in your correct. hip. So, um, actually, that means that, um, you know, the state of New Hampshire and the city of Manchester allow people to carry guns around on their hips. Are they just as at fault for any violence that might occur as um, as Keith Murphy uh, at Murphy's Tap Room no, is? No, of course not. No, no. The person who does some violence is responsible for the, that violence. Right. So everybody was fine and dandy with this video being out there until it crossed the desk some, some busybodies who then started threatening the tap room. And I don't know what the threats were. I don't know what they entailed. That's obviously his private business. Uh, but he got scared. The owner of the tap room got scared. He's frightened to death of the Liquor Commission because, as he puts it, the Liquor Commission can come in and yank his license for whatever reason. There's no hearing necessary. There's no sort of process that they have to necessarily go through. They can just come in and say, uh, this is a dangerous establishment. We're yanking your license. Right. There's so, you know, no hearing, no nothing. So he's scared to death, and he was uh, tr- begging. And that would be a real problem for one's business if one's business was largely based on selling beer and liquor. So he made a lot of noise about uh, about this, about getting the video offline. And right. I believe that and nobody was, wants trouble for their business. And I believe it was him making a lot of noise. And it had actually gotten some coverage on a New Hampshire website, NH Insider, which is a blog site. That could have been what led to it. Anyway, the point is... There was some publicity about this video, and that mm-hmm. led to more people seeing it, which also led to someone... Now, publicity is co- good and bad. Right, which also led to someone copying the video onto their own YouTube account, 
And so now it's not going anywhere. Now that video is, is online permanently unless they can get YouTube to remove the video. But Dave Ridley doesn't believe in copyrights, so you can't use the copyright claim to get the video down. Anyway, this guy is scared to death that the Liquor Commission is going to come in and shut his business down. And so as a result, some people are getting very upset because Dave Ridley, the guy who shot the video in the first place, shot the video in the first place. And my point is is that it wouldn't have mattered whether or not Dave Ridley shot this video as far as heat being brought on this free state or own pub. The fact is, there's a long history in this country. It's a long, sad history. There's a long history of business owners who are politically motivated, politically interested, politically um, vocal. Politically vocal business owners getting sort of slapped down by the government. Mm -hmm. You know, how dare you come out and, you're just supposed to be doing business over there, Mr. Business Owner. Don't you dare take sides on this government thing. There have been so many uh, pub owners, bar owners, you know, you fill in the blank business owners, that have taken a, a, a public stand on their viewpoint on an issue or a politician, and then out of nowhere, the health department shows up and starts doing inspections and finds violations where they never found them before. Or out of nowhere, the liquor commission will show up and pull someone's liquor license. These are things that have happened throughout time, throughout history. So the fact is, Murphy's Taproom is the first free stater-owned public business that people can walk into and do business at. It has attracted a lot of free staters to it, which inevitably will attract the anti-free state factions those of them who are in government, who are going to have their power structures threatened by these, these liberty activists, they're going to go on the attack at some point. It just so happens that they use the Ridley video as their excuse to go on the attack, but that's, that doesn't mean that they wouldn't have attacked eventually anyway. Do you see where I'm coming from, Mark? Mm -hmm. So it's not Dave Ridley's fault that all of this happened. It's the government busybodies. It's their fault. They're the ones that are causing the trouble. But Keith Murphy and his investors need to understand that even though it's the fault of the government for going after them, they accepted responsibility for, them, uh, for their business, for the risks that they were taking, or they need to accept responsibility for the risks that they took by being the first publicly visible, free stater-owned business. That allows um, you know, people to carry guns in the bar. I mean, right. they, they, So they were taking that risk in the first place. And right. one would assume that a, a person that moves for the Free State Project is probably, uh, you know, they're going to be an activist to some extent or another. I think that really what the, um, you know, something that's not being thought, thought of here is that if the Liquor Commission does give Keith Murphy any kind of problem, the Free Staters will descend on him like, uh, descend on the Liquor Commission like locusts. I mean, they will, uh, they'll, they'll be all over the place giving these people sure. problems. And we've seen um, that it, it does work with Lauren Canaria, it does work with Russell Canning, these, uh, you know, the Free Staters getting out there, making some noise that the government does have a tendency to bend to the will. Now, Back I wouldn't, down a bit, yeah. I wouldn't want to be the business, I wouldn't necessarily want my business on the line and right. be the, want to be the one in that uh, particular area, but it, it seems to me Keith Murphy has done nothing wrong in allowing Murphy, um, people to carry guns into Murphy's taproom. Nothing at either. all. And, and, and I think that you're right, that the Free Staters would descend not only on the Liquor Commission, but also on Murphy's taproom at far, at far larger concentration than they currently do. They'd go in there and they'd buy Coca-Colas and they'd buy you know uh, pizzas or whatever else is on the menu in order to help them keep the doors open in the, in the meantime while they fought a shutdown. But my point being here that you know, I think that what they've done is great. I think it's great that they had the courage to open this business and be public about the fact that it is a free stater-run business that is friendly to free staters. I think that's incredibly brave, considering the fact that nobody, nobody who's moved here to New Hampshire should have moved here thinking this is going to be a cakewalk. 
I mean, did you move here thinking, Mark, that we were just going to be able to waltz in and, you know, have everybody say, well, thank goodness you're here, everybody who's in government, who's in the halls of power in New Hampshire. Or people that support government. Right. You know, this is going to be a knockdown, drag out, dirty political fight. And people are going to have to be that way. People are going, they're going to make it that way. The people in power are having their power threatened by liberty activists in New Hampshire now, and they don't like it. They want to keep their power, and they're going to target people. They are going to target individuals, and they're going to target businesses. So congratulations to the people who are behind this particular uh, establishment, because it had to take a lot of courage to do what they're doing. And I would like to encourage them to continue to stay courageous, continue to allow open carry of firearms in their establishment, um, and you know fight it out as it uh, as these opposition uh, as the opposition comes along. Of course, again, it's not my money on the line, so it's easy for me to say something like that. Nonetheless, I think that uh, the, the free staters will rally around, and uh, if they do get their liquor license pulled, it will just result in news stories and more publicity and coverage for the, for the taproom, which could result in more business in the long run. Uh, but nonetheless, if you got into business as a free stater thinking that you were just going to be able to just have an easy time, I think you were a little deluded. Well, I, I, I think you're being harsh. If if you think that, I mean, you know, Keith Murphy has to deal with, it, he's dealing with the pressure of it right now, okay? I mean, it's coming down on his head right now. I can see getting a little frantic in that particular, you know, when it's happening right then, we can step back. You should have seen it in advance. That's all I'm saying. You should have seen it in advance. These bureaucrats are not going to let go of their power easily, and you are a visible target for them to attack. You're letting free staters come to your bar. They're open carrying firearms. You're friendly towards a free stater. You are a free stater. It's a it's a very precarious position to be in. And, and um, not to mention that the the bar probably wouldn't be you know bringing in the money that it um, has been bringing up up to this point if it hadn't been for free staters. All of cer- them. There's certainly a good chunk, I'm sure, of the amount of business they're I doing. I dropped there. a few bucks there at uh, Murphy's Tap Room. Well, right, and we live across the state. Yeah, I've gone there a couple of times. The people in fact. Manchester are there on a you know nightly basis, mm-hmm. bringing business over there. So you know, I wish that the bureaucrats weren't working this way. I wish they weren't doing these awful things. But the fact is, we know this stuff's going to happen. So if you're going to open a business here, make sure you're ready for this. Your comments. If you want to talk about this or whatever's on your mind, this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll free line. That's 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a store, all kinds of great Free Talk Live merchandise, including Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts and hoodies. I had my Free Talk Live hoodie on today because it's getting pretty chilly here in New Hampshire. And uh, it did a fine job keeping me warm. It looked good, too. Uh, So head over to store.freetalklive.com to get yourself some Free Talk Live merchandise and other stuff that's store.freetalklive.com we're talking about some free state controversy as you may know if you listen to the show before we're all free state project members uh mark and myself and uh, we've moved here as a part of the free state project to uh, be liberty loving individuals to move to new hampshire to make a stand for liberty to get liberty back in our lifetimes and that's something that's worth fighting for it's something that's worth going out and uh, and working towards and being activists for but it's more difficult if you're a business owner, especially oh, yeah. if you're a business owner whose business is open to the public. It's one thing if you're doing business in your house or something like that. Right. You run a little radio show. They call center really... or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but if you've got a, a business on a street that's open doors and anybody can come in right. and you're actively 
promoting liberty, if you're if you are a known activist, if you're taking sides in political elections, look, it doesn't matter if you're if you it doesn't even matter if you're a liberty activist. If you're a Republican or a Democrat or whoever, if you're taking sides politically, those who are in the positions of political power that don't like what you have to say, they will use their power, they will wield their power like a weapon against you and your business. I hate that. It's but it's true. It's what happens in America today. It's why business owners are so cowardly, most of them. They don't want to step out of line. They don't want to rock the boat. They want to do business. They're in business to make money and do business and provide a product and a service. But it, it must frustrate a lot of them because a lot of them have their own opinions and they have political viewpoints and they want to promote them. But at the same time, they don't want their business to be destroyed. And who can blame them for that? This is a quandary that I'm sure many business owners face. You know, I feel very strongly about this smoking ban, for instance. Many states banning smoking across the country. I feel very strongly about this smoking ban. I'm thinking I should stand up and, and just oppose this smoking ban as a business owner. But wait, then they'll target me. Then they'll come after me. Then they'll slap me with fines. And if I don't pay the fines, they'll send men with guns in to shut down my business. And this is my livelihood. I've invested everything I have in this business. I can't... St- As much as I want to, I can't step out of line. I can't rock the boat. This has to be such a common story amongst business owners in America. And it's too bad, too, because business owners are in a natural position where they could lead a charge, where they could be uh, very politically active. But it's because of the people in power and how frightening they are and how much control they have over a business that they don't. It's the fact that this man had to get a license. We're talking about Murphy's Tap Room, a free state-owned bar in Manchester, New Hampshire. It's the fact that he had to get a license to do business is what's preventing him from being able to be as vocal, perhaps, as he might like to be or to do the things that he would want to do uh, politically. It's because the government holds that license over his head. The ability to do business is granted by the government, which means that they own your business, essentially. They certainly can take away uh, his ability to uh, sell beer and alcohol. It's uh, it's a sad story. Um, I and it's not it's not something that is very encouraging for business owners. Like, yeah, we want business owners to come here to New Hampshire, but you're gonna have to fly under the radar unless you're willing to deal with controversy, unless you're willing to deal with the chance that you could be targeted by politically motivated, unaccountable bureaucrats. Look at Julia's campaign. Julia Miranda. Uh, she's running campaign for city councilor here in Keene. She's my girlfriend, and uh, she's doing a great job, and she's, she's not watering down her message like most politicians. She's talking about liberty and freedom. What's it got her? She's had an anonymous hit piece blog posted about her and other Free State Project members that, uh, that went out to get her. Now, Julia was able to get past this because she's got access to Free Talk Live, and you know we've got uh, friends at newspapers and that sort of thing. We can shine light on these bureaucrats. We can show them, uh, we can shine light on the people that are talking trash, and we can show uh, ourselves as being reasonable adult people, and these people as being anonymous cowards. So w- since we have the media that we can utilize to our benefit, that's helping us. But business owners... They don't have, they've got more to risk. They've got more assets on the line than just somebody who's running for office. And right, because so, if you know, for every every day that uh, a business owner their doors are shut or in some way their business is compromised by the bureaucrats, well, losing the, money. They lose money. The bureaucrats don't lose any money. 
Um, you know, Julia wouldn't lose any money if, for whatever right. reason, she was unable to run. If 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 somebody came out and just said, "You're not able to run for office," well, it would, would she wouldn't really lose anything. It would be annoying, but you know, your fortune wouldn't go down the drain. Sure, and as and as you pointed out before, Mark, if a free stater-owned business is targeted by the government. We can fight back, and the free staters will fight back, and the liberty lovers will uh, gang up on the side of the business owner in a positive ganging up, <laughs> positive way, uh, and that would be a good thing, but that's not necessarily something they want to risk. It might work out fine for them in the long run, but right. it's a scary sure proposition. It is. Absolutely. Let's go to the phones, talk to Puke in New Hampshire on the amplifier line. Hello, Puke. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, the uh, interesting thing is how people are you know, saying that it's somehow Dave Ridley's fault when... All he did was make a video, you know, I mean, he didn't think anything would come of it. The real problem is these, uh, you know, a small number of uh, people that apparently think that us free staters are going to a bar getting pissed drunk and, you know, running around in the streets firing bullets into the air like <laughs> the Wild West video or something. It's absurd. And, and it's not the case. Uh, people can go to a bar and not drink as hard as that is to believe. And mm-hmm. people can carry weapons without using them as hard as that is to believe. And it's just... It's unfortunate that uh, something happened and and one of these, uh, uh, you know, government freaks latched onto it and found a weapon. Uh, You know, it's just people need to remember who the enemy here is and to try and stick together with our fellow freedom lovers. Absolutely. Uh, It wasn't Dave Ridley's fault. Some people, uh, I won't say who, I'm not going to name names, but somebody called him stupid. You know, somebody like like Dave should have known that this was going to happen. Dave didn't know this was going to happen. He thought he was filming a very positive piece about Murphy's. I thought it was a very positive piece. Did you? Yeah, Did you see it? It was a great piece. I I thought it was wonderful. I thought, hey, look at this, you know, business that allows people their Second Amendment rights, and you know, it's a little touch of freedom in America. And uh, somebody else uh, saw it a different way, and and Dave had no way of knowing that uh, this was going to happen. I mean, if you could predict the future, he'd be a millionaire. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think that uh, the the Free State Project members need to to reunite. Although I think they they they've been sort of uh, patching over the wounds here. There was a bit of a a tiff earlier, a tiss earlier the, uh, today. Uh, but we need to to remember that the uh, the enemy is those who are in the halls of power, the government people that want to control our lives and control our businesses and take away our freedoms and threaten liberty. Those are the people that are the problem, not other uh, Free Staters. And there will be more fights, and there will be more problems. It's it's uh, a reality of what we are trying to do. Right. That's why we came here, because we were tired of being targeted and attacked and harassed in the places where we used to live, and we understand mm-hmm. that by getting together in the same place, we're stronger than we ever were before, and we'll become. it'll become less likely over time that we will be attacked, because they'll find out that when you attack the free staters, that a bunch of other people that aren't even free staters get involved, that they get excited. And there's been there have been people that have been recruited here in New Hampshire to the liberty yep. movement that never would have considered themselves activists before, and they've been excited and activated by Free State Project members. Yeah, and that video actually uh, helped a few people find out about the Free State Project that weren't otherwise unaware of it. So, you know, there, there are two sides to every story, and some good, some bad. And unfortunately, it, uh, you know, the problem here is this liquor commission that yep. just decides willy-nilly whether or not you can sell alcohol in this supposedly free country of ours. It's it's absolutely absurd. No one should have to ask a uh, government bureaucrat permission to do business in a supposedly free cr- uh, country. Puke, thank you for the call. No we appreciate it. 800-259-9231. So, 
anybody who's considering moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, considering opening a business, just consider this story and understand what you're going to be up against. You will be targeted. Not exactly a cakewalk. No. This is a challenge, and we knew it was going to be a challenge. I would would think that... um it's the people that moved early that are probably going to deal with uh, the worst of it all. The brunt, sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know when the uh, the, the peak of, uh, of of the problems with the state is going to be, but it seems to me by the time the Free State Project hits 20,000 that probably a lot of the work will have been done I think already. you're right about that. So it really uh, – what where we're at right now, the phase we're at right now, really requires a very special type of individual, someone who is willing to – not necessarily risk at all, but somebody who understands that they are going to be at risk, even if they're not a business owner. You know, if they're just an activist, they could be targeted for retaliation. Somebody could throw a brick through the window right now. So the cops, they might not like the fact that uh, Julia, for instance, is uh, talking about making it so they have to get funding on a voluntary basis. Some The teachers union might not like it. You know, they might send the cops after Julia and arrest her on some trumped up charges. I mean... Maybe it could happen. It could happen. I don't want that to happen, but it's a reality. These people are violent. Their jobs are inherently violent. Government is force, and they are not afraid to use it on free people. More on the way. Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line for you as we launch in hour number three of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. You know, I... We just finished talking about the Free State Project and how uh, free staters are possibly going to be subject to attacks from the people in government, from the people in the in the positions of power and that sort of thing. And, and I feel like I might have come off as a bit pessimistic. And I don't know if I meant – I did not mean to do that. And I want to address that again when we come uh, coming up here in a moment. But let's go to the phones first because Jeremy's been hanging on in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, guys, I just wanted to talk about uh, that lady that lost her, a uh, middle-aged white woman that lost her life in the, uh, where the police had uh, done something to her, and they said, oh, well, she was an alcoholic and this or that. The airport, and, the woman that uh, allegedly strangled herself with her own handcuffs at the airport? Yeah, and they, they showed on uh, the main, the lamestream media uh, how uh, <laughs> she had her hand shackled where she behind her on a bench to a bar below the bench. I mean, how are you going to strangle strangle yourself? I've been in handcuffs many times, and uh, <laughs> I, you know, and hey, I ain't trying to be a bad guy or nothing, but yeah. you know, and they can shackle us up and haul us up off like a side of beef. I don't think that's happening with most Americans, and they, these pigs better get it through their heads at these airports that we're not going to be pushed over like that. And but they we are. Want, 
But but Americans are being pushed down and pushed over, and, and they just shrug and shuffle along and take their shoes off and whip their belts off, and most Americans are just fine with it. The ones that don't like it, they aren't going to the airports. They're driving from point A to point B or not going anywhere at all. Uh, but the ones that are in the airports, I mean, if they make a fuss, then they know what's going to happen. They're going to get locked up in a cell, too. Yeah, but they don't do that to Islamic people. They even want to put foot baths in the bathrooms. So they can wash their feet while we're washing our face. Oh, I don't know about that. Where did you hear that? That sounds like a vicious Internet rumor. No, but anyway, you know, huh. guys, they, they shouldn't be allowed to do this to people and then say, oh, well, she was wild on a plane, and so we had a right, and just kind of shuffle that issue aside. I mean, people better start waking up, and that's why I'm voting for Ron Paul Jones if they let me vote. Very you know? good. Jeremy, thanks for the call. We appreciate it as always, and I agree with you. I mean, people shouldn't put up with it. But when you've got a, a woman who has allegedly killed herself, I mean, that's the official story. The official story is they uh, this woman was causing a ruckus in the airport, so they took her out and they put her in a cell, and then they left her alone, and as he described, she was handcuffed to a bar with her hands behind her back. Yeah. And then she somehow, allegedly, according to the police, got her handcuffs in front of her to the point where the handcuff, uh, the, the chain, was, was pressed against her neck in some way, and she strangled herself. Sounds crazy. They claim she was, you know, uh, depressed, manic depressive or whatever. Uh, they're claiming all kinds of things. But the, the, the important point here is that the police are investigating themselves. As they do in all of the cases about police misconduct, about police abuse, somebody dying in the, under the care of the police, the police investigate themselves, and they very rarely actually do any real investigation. I mean, it's usually just something cursory, or they just claim to be investigating. They don't certainly seem to come up with some of the results that uh, I, th- I feel like they should after reading some of these stories, that's for sure. Nine times out of ten... The investigation results in the fact that, well, the officers were operating by the book, and uh, they, you know, even though so-and-so died in their custody, they don't have any culpability. In fact, here's yet another one of those stories. Panama City, Florida, the AP. Seven former boot camp guards and a nurse were acquitted Friday of manslaughter in the death of a 14-year-old boy who was hit and kicked by the drill instructors in a videotaped altercation. See, even when there's videotape of uh, of police, or in this case guards, murdering somebody, they can still get off. The video of a limp Martin Lee Anderson being hit and kicked by the guards after he collapsed while exercising drew protests in the state capitol and spill, uh, spelled the end of the Florida system of boot camps for juvenile offenders. Anderson died at a hospital the day after the altercation. The defendants, however, said they followed the rules at a get-tough facility where young offenders often feigned illness to avoid exercise. Their attorneys said that Anderson died not from rough treatment, but from a previously undiagnosed blood disorder. Former guard Henry McFadden later said he was relieved that the case was over. He says, we knew we were innocent all along. We knew this truth would come out. The boy's mother stormed out of the courtroom after the verdict was read, saying, I can't see my son anymore. Everyone's, uh, everybody sees their family members. It's wrong, she said, distraught. Her lawyer told reporters, you kill a dog, you go to jail. You kill a little black boy, and nothing happens. Anderson's family had, a long, had long sought a trial, claiming the state tried to cover up the case and repeatedly sat through painful video as it played during the trial. The all-white jury took about 90 minutes to decide whether the guards were responsible for the death of Anderson, who was black. The guards, who are white, black, and Asian, stood quietly as the judge read the verdict. 
The defendants would have faced up to 30 years in prison had they been convicted of aggravated manslaughter of a child. The jury could have convicted them of lesser charges, including child neglect and even culpable negligence, but they didn't. After all, they were just following the rules, according to them. I guess the rules at this uh, boot camp include abusing young people that are having trouble with uh, keeping up. In this case, he had a uh, condition that prevented him from keeping up with their uh, with their little run that they I, put him on. I can't say that I I, I don't consider this to be... I, I understand where these guards would have had some problems, um, you know, when it comes to... Inmates, uh, you know, inmates are going to lie. If they if they don't feel like doing it, they're going to, you know, lie. I've, I saw, I can't tell you how many convicts go to, uh, you know, the medical sick call in order to not have to do their work that day. That's going to happen. But kicking the crap out of the guy, that's something entirely different. Caught on videotape? Right. They, caught, they were caught on video beating this, uh, this young boy. And aside from hitting Anderson, the, the guards dragged him around the military camps, uh, the military-style camps exercise yard, and forced him to inhale ammonia capsules. And what they said was an attempt to revive him. The nurse <laughs> stood by watching. Defense attorneys argued that the guards properly handled what they thought was a juvenile offender faking illness to avoid exercising on his first day in the camp. He was brought there for violating probation, for stealing his grandmother's car, and trespassing at a school. The defense said Anderson's death was unavoidable because he had an undiagnosed sickle cell trait, a usually harmless blood disorder that can hinder blood cells' ability to carry oxygen during physical stress. Does that change the videotape where they kick the crap out of him? No. Okay. Prosecutor said that uh, said the eight defendants neglected the boy by neglecting his medical needs after he collapsed while running laps. They said the defendants suffocated Anderson by covering his mouth and forced uh, and forcing him to inhale the ammonia. Uh, prosecutor said in his closing statement, you may not hear anything coming out of that video sound-wise, but that video is screaming to you in a loud, clear voice, telling you that these defendants killed Martin Lee Anderson. He died on January 6th of 2006 when he was taken off life support a day after the altercation. The case quickly grew and shook up the state's boot camp and law enforcement system amid the boy's family, alleging a cover-up. An initial autopsy by the medical examiner for the, uh, the county found Anderson died of natural causes from sickle cell trait. Second autopsy was ordered, and another doctor concluded that the guards suffocated Anderson through their repeated use of ammonia capsules by covering his mouth. The death led the, uh, so you've got two different autopsies saying two different things. One of them, uh, as I recall, was the official one. The other one was a private autopsy. Now, they don't make that clear in the story, but that's just what I recall. Mm-hmm. So the, the first autopsy, the one by the guy that's working for the county, that's why they were alleging that there was a cover-up going on. Anyway, then Governor Jeb Bush appointed, uh, let's see, as special prosecutor, uh, blah 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 So there you go. Kid's dead. All those uh, eight guards that were beating him, dragging him around the yard, forcing him to inhale ammonia after he had collapsed while running laps. Get off. Mm. No punishment. What do you? I mean, what can you do in this case? The state investigates itself, and this is what happens. Yeah, and the state has a uh, has a strong tendency to find itself not guilty. Mm-hmm. A significantly stronger tendency to find itself not guilty than it finds the rest of us. And in many of these cases, it doesn't say what's going to happen with these guards here, but in many of these cases, the bureaucrats, not only are they not punished, but they aren't even fired. I mean, nothing happens to them. Nothing at all. This is apparently A-OK, beating beating a little 14-year-old boy who stole his grandmother's car for not running a bunch of laps that they wanted him to run. 
I mean, it's just a sick system in the first place, and boy, I bet his grandmother is sorry she called the cops on on him. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you uh, you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Say cool CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Updates. Get signed up for them. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. That is updates.freetalklive.com. Calm. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. Last hour, Mark, we talked uh, quite a bit about uh, an event that happened here in New Hampshire. And if you missed it, well, you can grab the archives at freetalklive.com. But towards the end of the hour, I was talking about how, uh, you know, the people that are moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project really have to have, in my opinion, a lot of resolve. They have to understand that they're moving, and if they're going to be activists, if they're going to be visible activists, because you can be a behind-the-scenes activist. I mean, there's different kinds of activism. There's, you know, the activism that involves going out and holding signs by the side of the road or writing letters to the editor. Or in your case, Mark, you've got a TV show you're doing here on public access. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some other people's cases, you know, it could be behind the scenes stuff like I've done you know, other stuff, but it doesn't you know, it's, it's not as ongoing as a TV show. Right. Uh, so it could be something unsung, like uh, somebody who's just cutting, you know, just stuffing envelopes or cutting flyers or, you know, working on a website behind the scenes, that sort of thing. So. I'm more talking about the visible activists, the ones that are going to be known, the ones that are going to have attention brought to them. You really have to have a lot of resolve because you understand that the free staters, the people that love liberty in New Hampshire, are going to be challenging those who are in the positions of power at the state level. Right, and those people do not want to lose their power. Right, they all. like their government's, uh, their sweet, sweet government paychecks mm-hmm. and their government benefits because, you know, they don't really have to do a lot of work in order to get paid, and it, it's and really they, nice. They've never been challenged, um, right. you know, for having, actually having a government job and, and you know, what entails uh, that, so. Right, they aren't going to want to give it up, and they're not going to give it up easily, okay? We are, the position we're coming from, the position of the pro position, the position that, you know, people should be doing business on a voluntary basis and not at the point of a gun. It's not a radical position. It's just something that people haven't necessarily heard before. So I didn't want it to sound like I was being negative because I said, well, you know, there could be violence. They could target us for retaliation, could be, you know, windows broken, people arrested, trumped up charges, all that sort of thing. And there is that distinct possibility. You never know how nasty people in the positions of power are going to be in order to protect those positions. However, however, the more of us there are, and the more of us there are in the media, the more difficult it's going to be for them to be nasty. Because if you've just got an Ed Brown or an Elaine Brown that are sitting out in their house in Plainfield, New Hampshire, these uh, people that were arrested recently for allegedly not paying taxes... If you've just got a couple, you know, an, uh, an old couple sitting in some house somewhere in a little town where nobody knows where, any, I mean, most people even never even heard of Plainfield, New Hampshire, then, you know, there's not a lot that's necessarily going to, uh, there, if, if you're just a couple standing up against the government all by yourself, there's not that much you can do. And in the case of Ed and Elaine Brown, all they could really do was say, look, you come and get us and we're going to shoot back. 
But if you're part of a movement, if you're part of a, a group of people that stands together for liberty, there are so many more options. So if the government does, or the people in government do decide to get nasty, they do decide to arrest somebody on a trumped-up charge. Like they just arrested Lauren Canario, a friend of ours recently, for driving without, uh, driving without a license. Or in her case, I think a suspended license. She's been in jail for over a week now. And no one has heard anything from her. We don't know if she's okay. We don't know how they're treating her. Uh, it's probably because she's not speaking to them. But nonetheless, uh, if somebody gets uh, arrested on a trumped-up charge, the other activists can come to their rescue. They can go out and they can protest at the jail, as has been done for Lauren. Uh, they can write letters to the editor. They can get active. They can get on radio shows and TV shows and talk about these things and bring attention to the violence of the state. Because that's really what some of us are trying to do. There, there are those who are trying to change the state from the inside, working within the system. And there are others who are trying to do civil disobedience. And the purpose of the civil disobedience is to show that the state is an organization based on violence. The government is force. Government can't do things on a voluntary basis. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called government. It forces people to do things at the point of a gun, at the threat of a jail cell, at the threat of fines. And, of course, if you don't pay the fines, you're going to jail. And so what we want to do is point out that, you know, Lauren Canario never hurt anybody. She was just driving a car. She knows how to drive a car. She's had one of the government licenses in the past. It's just that she doesn't have a government license today. Is that necessarily a bad thing? Well, it, it, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, I don't know that it's the greatest stand in the world. The, it may not be, and but it's her stand. It is her stand. I'll give you that. But, you know, where does it lead? We shouldn't have government licenses. So, you know, who should be able to drive on the road? It it confuses the crap out of people. Do you understand? I mean, if, if your stand is, a, is against driver's licenses, let's just say your stand is that. I, I'm against the government having papers and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, where does that leave us? Who gets to drive on the road? I mean, how can the government prevent someone from driving on the road if they don't suspend a license? There's all it kinds of questions. Her. What's that? It didn't stop her from driving. Well, there and you it go. Doesn't stop this millions is how the of people. government deals with people who drive on the road who are, have suspended licenses. Right. I didn't really want to get into the issue. I just wanted to I point know, but out. You, you've been using it as an example, and it's completely unfair to the listeners to, uh, to, to just let you prattle on about how the government is force. And uh, the best thing that, the, that we can come up with as a, uh, as a protest here in New Hampshire is some lady driving without a license. Well, it's not the best thing. It's just the current thing. It's the only thing that's going on in the world of civil disobedience right Use now. Use an example. That uh, use an example that that people can relate with uh, this driving without a license thing. I okay, the outlaw manicurist, where a guy go. gave a manicure for a dollar. He didn't have a license to give a manicure, which you're supposed to have, and they arrested him for it and threw him in a jail cell. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's just what you want to do is you want to get the government to show its true colors. You want to get the government to show that they are a violent group of thugs, and uh, and then juxtapose that against your nonviolent actions that didn't harm anybody that were done on a consensual basis. And so, yes, you're right. That is a better issue, Mark, in my opinion. Uh, but nonetheless, the point is that the free staters can rally together in order to help protect us from this violence. And the more of us there are, the, the better protected that we will be and the less likely the government will be to make those sorts of moves. So I didn't want to make it sound like uh, it was a negative thing at all. I didn't want to make it sound like a scary thing to move to New Hampshire. But at the same time, I think people should understand that if you are going to challenge the authority of the state, then there is still a chance that they could come after you. That's all I'm saying. Is that, is that negative? Do you think that's, that's paranoid or, you know, 
Does that, is that scary sounding to you at all, Mark? I don't want to scare people away from this, but at the same time, I want them to understand. They need to know what, what could happen. Right. And like I said, uh, the sooner, the, the earlier you move in the, for the Free State Project, the more you're probably going to be involved in uh, that. Uh, you know, they're the, the point of the spear, as it were. Well, now, that's not necessarily true. That's only if you're going to be a visible activist. So don't necessarily hold back on early moving because you're worried about this. Come here and, you know, if you're worried, stay under the radar for a while. In fact, that's what a lot of people are doing. They're, they're moving here and they're blending in. They're meeting their neighbors. They're getting involved in their communities. They're volunteering. And that way, when they come out and they, they start advocating for liberty, people will already know who they are. They won't be seen as interlopers. They won't be seen as uh, Free State Project members. They'll just be my next-door neighbor or my family member or my friend or my coworker who believes in freedom and liberty. And that's much more easy to accept than some sort of interlopers, which, of course, is what we must appear to, to be to some people. Absolutely we're, true. we're doing a radio show, and we can't just tone it down because we've moved to New Hampshire. More on the way, this is Free Talk Live. You take control. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are for free, and we've got a lot of them. The bulletin board system included with over a quarter of a million posts. Lots to talk about. It's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's BBS. .freetalklive.com. We were talking a few moments ago about uh, a case here in New Hampshire, Lauren Canario, a friend of ours, who's been arrested for not, uh, I guess, driving while license suspended and a handful of other charges as well. Uh, No one's heard from Lauren for the last week or so because she's currently locked up in a prison cell over this. And I don't know if they normally, uh, yeah, jail, I don't know if they normally arrest people that are driving while license suspended, but they did in this case. And the Keene Free Press, which is a free stater-owned newspaper here in Keene, New Hampshire, was reporting on it, which resulted in a letter to the editor that came in from someone who is a daughter of a police officer. So this will give you a good insight, because you're right, Mark. People don't understand this form of protest. They don't get it because they believe the government is legitimate, and they believe that the cops are out there doing good work. So let me give you her words, and then it'll totally, I mean, it, it validates what you're saying here, okay? I understand. Um, you know, you, you, you've said that the government, in, in what you're saying, the government is illegitimate, and I don't know whether I'm entirely in agreement, uh, in agreeance on that. But um, also, you know, the fact is whether the government has a lease or has a has a deed or not for the roads it owns them and you would have no problem at all if uh if if a private company built a road and made whatever rules they wanted to make on that's correct that's right uh so it's just the difference here is it, it it is illegitimate because there's no consent if there's not consent then they can't legitimately um tell you what to do. I mean, unless they're your slave master, which they are. Uh, Anyway, let me give you this email from Melissa Durham, a cop's daughter. Letter, you make me sick. (laughs) I've I've gotten a few emails like that. I have but one simple question for the people who are protesting Lauren Canario's arrest and calling the police officers thugs. Are you freaking kidding me? Do these people have any idea what they're saying? I think not. I think that these people have no idea whatsoever as to what they're inferring when they say these things. 
First of all, she did something that was against the law, plain and simple. It was her own fault for getting arrested and not speaking to the police officers or the judge. Dumb decision on her part. Second of all, these police officers that you people call thugs are the very same people who protect you every GD day, and they put their lives on the line for you. Now, now this is uh, this is a fallacy that um, and, and this is a fallacy that a lot of people commonly have, held that that police officers are somehow protecting you, that their very existence protects you, right? And like we are safe question, now because there are cops somewhere in the right. city. The question that one would have to ask themselves, uh, you know, is is this is this true? How would I figure that out if this is true or not? Well, have there always been police officers in America? No. Somehow or another, we managed to make it without police officers, even in major metropolitan areas. At the time that the Constitution was framed, there there were no police officers. Hmm. And somehow people made it. Um, often people would arm themselves and they'd be responsible for their own security. Sure, as it should be. Or you should hire somebody if you don't want to be responsible for yourself, necessarily. You can hire someone. Right. I'm not sure what the best uh, solution is. I I think that uh, having cops around isn't such a bad thing. But at the same time, I'm not willing to make a statement that um, cops go out there and protect you every GD day. That's that's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. And she spelled out the words. I just uh, censored it for radio. Sure. Uh, She says, do you really want to be bashing the very people who keep your sorry lives safe? Or would you rather accept the fact that these men were doing their jobs? One they don't really I would agree that they were doing their jobs. She says ones they don't really have to be doing, but they are. And thank them for doing what was essentially the right thing. The officer who pulled Ms. Canaria from her car even apologized as he was doing it, saying, I'm really sorry about this, guys. He also said to Ms. Canario, I don't want to have to arrest you. Wow, sounds to me like he gave her every possible chance to just not get arrested. But did she no. take it? How 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 could she not get arrested at that point? Well, she wasn't talking. He was asking questions, and she just wasn't talking to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then again, she didn't have a license, so it's not like she could have shown him a license in the first place. You know, it may have been. Who knows where it would have ended up if she had spoken with the officer, mm-hmm. but she doesn't really deem them uh, worth spe- worthy of speaking to because they're doing a job that, in her opinion, is tyrannical and is I understand her opinion. I, I, I get it, and I understand why she has it and all that stuff, but... I I don't think we're informing people of uh, – I don't think she's uh, passing on that information to everybody else out there. I don't think that's necessarily what she's trying to do. She's, <laughs> she is just trying to live free, and these bureaucrats – It looks remarkably like she's trying to get arrested. These bureaucrats keep getting in the way is what's happening. Anyway, she says uh, – letter writer says, wow, sounds to me like he gave her every possible chance not to get arrested, but did she take it? No, of course not. She was stupid. And now she's causing a lot of grief for these men for no reason. Wait a They didn't have to arrest her. I understand. She's saying they're doing their job. They didn't have to pull her over in the first place. And they didn't, certainly didn't have to arrest her. So she's not causing them grief. They caused themselves the grief. She says, I hope you people are happy. You make me sick. Now, you've met Lauren Canario. Is she stupid? No, she's far, far from it. Right. She's a very intelligent lady. And I, I do think that, however, um, Forrest Gump was right when it's uh, it's not just it's not just about uh, IQ. It's it's about stupid is as stupid does, and and I think that that girl was talking about something from that point of view. Well, and that's certainly reading in uh, something that might not necessarily have been there. Anyway, Cat Canning responds. She's the editor of the Keen Free Press in an article called "Badges and Legitimacy." She says, "Here are two scenarios. How do they differ? A tiny woman drives down the road." She's bothering no one, harming no one. Her angry boyfriend stops her, drags her out of the car, ties her up, locks her in a little room, and doesn't let her out for over a week. One might rightfully call that man a thug. 
here's another scenario. A tiny woman drives down the road. She's bothering no one, harming no one. A police officer stops her, drags her out of her car, ties her up, locks her in a little room, and doesn't let her out for over a week. One might rightfully call that man a thug, too. The badge doesn't change the nature of the act. She's still, she still hasn't harmed anyone, and he has still used force against someone who hasn't harmed anyone. Here are two more scenarios. A lady is minding her own business in her home. The mafia comes to the door and demands protection money to keep her safe from people that might harm her. She's frightened and pays this money, even though she doesn't really want their protection. Versus this scenario. A lady is minding her own business in her home. The tax collector comes to the door and demands protection money to keep her safe from the people that might harm her. She's frightened and pays this money, even though she doesn't really want the protection. The second scenario would be me. I don't want the protection being forced on me by the government. I don't believe the government prevents crime. They come and clean up the pieces afterwards. The only time I've been threatened with violence or have had violence done on me in my entire life has been done by the police. When I was 13 years old, a policeman threatened to beat me up. Imagine that. A big burly policeman with a gun threatening a scrawny little 13-year-old girl. Every day I see stories of police tasering old ladies, children, etc. I'd rather have the regular criminals who don't have this illusion that what they're doing is legitimate. 800-259-9231. You know, I'm, I'm in the middle on this issue. I understand completely what Cat Canning's say, saying here, and um, I also understand what the girl's saying. And I think that probably the single best thing that we can do to add respect, um, re- return respect to the, uh, the, the profession of uh, policing peace officers is to end the war on drugs. Um, yeah, that will help. I, I think that the... Uh, I don't think it will change their attitudes, though. Their, their attitudes are is that the, the, what the attitude of a co- of a common a common attitude of a police officer. They're not all this way, but a common attitude is that they've been anointed. They've been anointed with the power and the authority to arrest people, and, and you know they're doing their jobs, going out and enforcing all sorts of laws from the war on drugs, which is awful for a variety of reasons, uh, to simple things like traffic stops and stop signs and speed limits and all of that, and. The fact is we need to disabuse these people of the concept that they have authority. The fact is they don't. Uh, What they have is a badge and a uniform and a gun and an attitude. That's what they have. They don't have authority because authority doesn't really exist. It's a concept that was created uh, in order to make people believe in it and believe that they're subject to it. But in order to have authority, you have to be granted it somehow. And in order to be granted, unless you're born with it, which would mean that you were born better than everyone else, and I right. don't think many people you're believe You're superhuman that. in some way. Right. Um, so therefore, you'd have to be granted the authority, which means it would have to come from somewhere. Well, authority isn't just created from thin air. It would have to be given by another person. We can look into this a little further here in a moment at 800-259-9231. Your thoughts as well about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. What is authority, anyway? This is Free Talk Live, and only moments remain here. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features for free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. 41 categories to shop in. The world's largest internet retailer. You know Amazon. You probably shopped there before. Now, if you're going to shop there again, enter through that link, amazon.freetalklive.com. Because when you start your shopping experience at that link, 
Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So it's a great way to get the shopping done that you need to do at the great prices you're used to from Amazon, free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items, and Free Talk Live benefits if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Now, we were talking about the concept of authority. And it's a concept that uh, was created by the people in government, uh, basically, the people that wanted to control others uh, to rule over other people's lives as an excuse, basically, to rule over their lives. Well, I have authority. I am an authority, and what I say goes. Well, how did you get your authority? Were you born with it? Well, most people don't agree that people are born better than others. I mean, certainly bigots, uh, people that uh, you know hate other people the color of their for the color of their skin or their gender. I mean, they think that way. But most people don't really believe that um, men were born unequal. They believe that men are born equal, and uh, so that's what we're going to presume is the case. Okay, if it's true that men are indeed born equal, and I see no reason to believe that one man would be born with more authority than another. If it's true that men are born equal, then for one man to have authority over another man, he would have to be granted that authority. Not so. Um, actually, for a man to have an authority over another man, he would simply have to be on his property. If you were on my property, I could order you to take off your pants or leave, right? This is true. Okay. Now, um, roads are owned but that's, publicly. That's an... Wait, 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 wait. Mm. Roads are owned publicly by everybody. We're all the government, right? Um, you know, nominally. No, we're not. I, un- I would agree with you that we are not, in fact, the government, and the government, um, you know, essentially does what the hell it wants, and it doesn't listen to our c- its citizens very much. But that's the authority from which it draws, from the citizens. Now, each, if each of the citizens owns the road, then we would be able to collectively make a rule. Let's say that we make those that rule collectively via democracy, or we empower a representative to make that um, rule for us. We would be able to ask somebody for their papers on a ro- road because we own it. Is that not correct? Uh, no, I don't believe in collectivism. that means a police officer does, in fact, have the right to ask you for... No, he um, doesn't have that right. He absolutely does. You're because on his damn property. It's not his property. It's he not is, anybody's he property. He is the agent that is um, acting He's authority. He's a man with a gun and a badge. He is the agent acting with authority over that property. No. He has been hired by the government, which we get it's to elect. It's an illegitimate... Nope. No, Look, you don't. And you may not like that the police officer gets to ask for those papers, but I see legitimacy in him being able to ask for those papers. Sorry, he doesn't There have are it. so many things that the government does, where the, uh, there are so many things that police officers do that one can come down on, that one can make a big fuss about. Mm-hmm. But this whole idea that you shouldn't have to have a driver's license because the man is keeping you down, that's a bunch of crap. Well, your position's a bunch of crap, personally. Okay, uh, beat it up. Right. Well, okay. I was explaining the origins of authority, and you I, interrupted me. No, I did. So, oh, okay. Uh, you I interrupted me with clear. your collectivist claptrap about how we own the roads, and we elected the government, and it uh, gave them authority to you take You said our... it was illegitimate, and I was showing right, you because legitimacy. because consent is required for legitimacy. Okay? Because when you come on my property, if I order you to take your shoes off in order to come onto my property, you're then consenting to my rules by taking your shoes off. Or you can turn around and go home. Oh, so the person that was on the road could go home? Excuse me? A person doesn't have to get on the road. They choose to get on the road. And by choosing to get uh-huh. on the road, they are agreeing to have a driver's license. Uh, Lauren Canario didn't agree to that. Then she should get off our road then. It's not our road. It's the government's road. I would agree with you that the government has sort of taken the road. But right. the government has its legitimacy. No, it doesn't. It has the cloak of legitimacy coming from, cloak. Have, coming from the people. You know, we're electing this government. No. You could do I something about them. it. I, I didn't elect this government. Look, and nor did this you. is the biggest 
load of nonsense, Ian. Cops kick the crap out of people every day. They bust into homes that they mm-hmm. shouldn't have busted into. They shoot people they shouldn't have shot. Right, because they believe they have authority. That and makes perfectly good sense. To, to it's all the same, though, Mark. <sighs> it's, the fact is, these people believe they have authority, and they don't. What they have is a mental imbalance, okay? They are people that want to rule over the lives of other people, and they want to point to somebody else as the excuse. It's not their fault that they're arrested you they're just doing their jobs they're just following orders like the nazis in germany now then if indeed men aren't born unequal and we are indeed born equal then the question is how do people get authority right well i don't have authority over you mark we're equals right i can i can give you my authority though you don't have authority to give because i do on my own property Uh i understand that but that would be uh, that would be an agreement. That would be a voluntary con- consent. Right. That you would be, be acting an agency for me. Yeah. Uh, so just because you allow me to pay your bills on your property doesn't necessarily mean I have authority in the way that government people have authority. Okay. Government people have the ability to put people in jail cells without without with uh, virtually no consequences. Okay. That's the kind of authority I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the classical governmental law related authority. So. The idea is, theoretically, that we go into the voting booth every two or four years and we check a piece of paper off and somehow there's some magical process that goes on of a bunch of people in the same place checking off boxes on pieces of paper that imbues other individuals with the ability to run roughshod over other people's lives. That is pure and total abject fantasy, sir. Fantasy. Is what that is. You cannot check a box on a piece of paper and give someone the ability to control the freedoms and the livelihood of another man. You cannot do it. It is tyranny, not authority. I would say that um, you can put in place a police organization that enforces, you know, common law. If somebody hurts someone, if someone, uh, you know, steals from someone, that those police would then have the authority to go out and do something about it. They wouldn't have any more authority than anybody else. Because if there is indeed a system of common law and you wrong someone else, it wouldn't really matter if it was the police or a bounty hunter. You've given up your right, right to freedom so by those, infringing those on someone else's freedom. Essentially, a group of uh, you know, a group of paid you know people, just like a bounty hunter is. They're paid to do mm-hmm. a job. Those police are paid to do a job. Are we talking about the the fantasy world police that you're talking about, or the real world police? I miss. I just want to clarify. In um, both cases, that's how that's the sort of authority they've been imbued with. Well, no. Uh, you're saying that. Can you run that by me again? That's their sort of authority. You're saying that the authority is completely illegitimate. And I'm saying that your claim is murky. Okay. It's murky. The fact is, um, you know, we, we do have a certain uh, – we have a, a society, whether it's um, your state or local or federal or whatever, and it operates. And we have to um, – I, I think working within the system makes a heck of a lot more sense. Point out where the government organizations are screwing up. They screwed up from the beginning when they were formed. Look, then say that the government system is just – it's just too bad at doing its job. It should be gotten rid of. That's correct. I don't think that this legitimacy thing, this whole term, yes, government has legitimacy, no, it doesn't have – makes any sense at all. Really? Yeah. I I just don't think it's a – I don't think it's a good argument. People believe government is legitimate. (laughs) Well, they believe that government is going to do something to them – 
that they don't want to have happen if they don't follow the rules. Or they believe that they can get the government to do something to someone else who doesn't follow their particular rule that they want them to follow. Or they believe, like the madman that called on Saturday night, that we are the government. They believe that uh, we're all the government, that uh, the government was created by us and has continued to be perpetuated by us, when in fact that's not true either. The government is them, not us. By nature of the the fact that they're over there with their guns and their cop cars and their handcuffs, and we're here being ruled by them. Now, that's, I think, uh, a mistake that people have made up to this point, is that the cops, they've allowed uh, the law enforcement agencies to uh, to essentially become our rulers. These people do work for us, and they don't. They do not work for us. They do, too, work for us. Prove it. Stop paying your taxes. Everyone, stop paying your taxes immediately. Yeah, well, you know that's not going to happen. Well, that it's, but it's the truth that the cops do work for us. They are our employees. They are our servants. And they don't act like it. No, in some they cases. sure don't. In so, some, uh, you know, I see news stories. I see news stories where police do not act like our servants. Um, I'm sure that many of them are great public servants and do a world of good. Mm. But, you know, so... That's the problem is they've they've become our rulers and our our servants have become our masters and that's not the way it should be. I agree with you there. So but, but you see um if they're legitimately our servants then they would legitimately be our masters. No, in order to legitimately be our servants, they would have to enter into some sort of an agreement. See? I mean, I like that whole concept, Mark. I'm just agreeing with you that they aren't behaving as servants would behave. That's all. I'm not agreeing with you that they are my servants. I, I would never take that attitude with them. You're my servant. You should be doing this and this. They don't. They don't want to hear that crap. Um, you know, we'd have to have an explicit agreement that hired them on as a servant or hired them on as an employee or a contractor, which we don't have. Which is why the government is illegitimate. Anyway, it has been Ian here with you. And Mark. Back tomorrow night. Join us then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.